Hi friends, thank you for tuning in to Three in a Row, the podcast where we give our candid opinions on all things football over the past seven days. My name is Tokwe, I'm joined by my boys. Hi, I'm Twaby. Hello guys, my name is Ifatu, welcome. Yes sir, sometimes our takes are wild, sometimes they're controversial, but they're always honest and we've got some common sense. So yeah, let's you. get it. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so another exciting weekend of Prem, guys. Amazing football on display again. How do we see it? Yep. Uh, this is the game week with the most goals ever in history of the Premier League, yeah? Yeah. So, 44 goals this weekend. Amazing. The, in one game week. Yeah. It's the most in, in one game week in the history of the Prem. Some people are actually trying to argue that this has been the most entertaining game week, like, in Prem history, even. Which... Like, when you think about it, if they've scored the most goals, there's an argument to be mm. made for it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely an argument. Well, I wouldn't say it's the most exciting one, just based off, like, what what was what was in contention. Like, no one is getting to the Champions League, no one is winning the league. There's there's nothing, like, people are really, really fighting for just yet. Yeah. It's just, like, second game of the season. So, based off that, I would say it's a pretty exciting game week, but not the most exciting, you know? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Let's um let's head straight into winners and losers. And I've got my first shout for winners this week. I think we should probably start with Everton. They beat West Brom 5-2 to keep their momentum from the first game. Uh yep. top of the table, baby. That was a really good game. That was a really good game. Um finally, I mean I'm not I'm saying finally like um, there's there's been like main games, but I mean Rodriguez scored his first goal. For Everton, and it was it was pretty pretty great, you know. Head of sexy, uh, yeah, you know, left foot drive from outside the box, you know, low, precise, <laughs> bottom corner. Giroud, you know. Did you guys watch the game? Yes. Yo, this guy was so influential in this match. It was crazy. Giroud, yeah, yeah. James. He was like an indirect part of basically everything. Mm-hmm, exactly. Ancelotti's yeah. boy. Cavalloon got the hat trick, but I think Hamas still yeah, the show. Yeah, I'm sure um, Cavalloon got the man of the match or the, or the, the match ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just by scoring the hat trick. But yeah, like you said, it was it was Hamas Rodriguez everywhere, man. Like he he even he even had a hand in giving West Brom the red card. That you know. Yeah, that was a really foolish red card, by the way. Like I don't know what's yeah, wrong. Yeah, by your boy. Gibbs. <laughs> There's a reason Arsenal sold that Arsenal game. Arsenal legend. Yeah. Uh, they shocked me off. Bilic also got um, sent off by the referee. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think Bilic deserved to be sent off by the ref. He was just trying to plead his case. Like, he didn't swear at the man or anything like that. But apparently the rules are you can't step onto the pitch um, yep. of play to speak to the ref. So, left man yep. the choice. I thought West Brom showed some promise, though. That Brady Diangana's goal was... Some shots, and so was the free kick yeah, as well. Matthias Pereira, yeah, that guy is. I mean, like he from the championship, he already like was doing things already, you know, making waves, and you know, it's one of those situations where I mean, you make waves in the championship, but then can you do it in the Premier League? Mm. And this guy just came in and gave us one wild free kick, <laughs> just like that, with ten men, you know, to give West Brom a chance. At the time, it was two two. West Brom and, is still um, going down. 
Did we say West Brom were going to go I, down? I personally West said West Brom are going to go down. No, we said Aston Villa. We said, you keep saying um, we. Speak for yourself, nigga. We agreed. We agreed on. We agreed. We agreed on the same thing, dude. Okay, West Brom, thing. Aston Villa, and um, Fulham. Fulham. Thank you. That's what we agreed on. Yeah. That's what I said anyway. Was it West Brom, Aston Villa, Fulham? I thought it was Brighton. I no, was, I said Aston I, Villa, Brighton. I, I, and Fulham. I said, I said Brighton. Sure. In place for Fulham. Hoping that Fulham will stay up. Um, trust, trust me. I know what I said. I said what yeah, I said. Yeah, I'm sure we can listen back. We can, we can, we can listen back and like you know just ascertain. But I'm pretty sure we didn't have West Brom. I, I uh, did. Going... I did have West Brom going down. Because I said we need to talk about. Because I called out my friend that's a West Brom fan. If you remember. Yes. Yes. You so did. you did. I remember him. his friend, but I don't remember him putting the show. But we don't worry, we'll confirm. We'll, we'll listen back at the episode and we'll, we'll see who's right. <laughs> but anyway, um, listen. What else? What else? Um, what else? So I think the second winners of the week probably should have been our first winners at Liverpool because it was the biggest game of the weekend um, and they absolutely dominated Chelsea all in all. And what came out 2 0 victors um, in the game that took place on Saturday. What did you guys think of that fixture? Yeah. I feel like Christensen really didn't give Chelsea a fighting chance. Yep. Um, yes, Liverpool were in control of the game, but Chelsea always looked very, very dangerous on the break. You should have let Mane go and try to score one-on-one rather than bring him down. I feel the results may have been different, you know. But kudos to Liverpool, you know. They dominated the game. When Thiago came in second half, it was done. It was done. Timo Werner did look really sharp, though, again. To know yes, again. and Kai Havertz was again like just a ghost, <laughs> nowhere to be found. It was like, just there. Couldn't yeah. even the ball couldn't stick to his foot for more than like five seconds. One or two nice passes to Werner, but besides that, would you be worried if you were a Chelsea fan? No, I wouldn't. I mean, honestly speaking, I've always thought that like the pressure of expectation is a lot when you buy a player a young player how old is he 20 years old 21 mm. i think harvest yeah. 20 you buy a 20 year old for what 75 million euros or pounds euros. you know and then there's add-ons as well there's, so it can it can go, it can go up to 90 apparently you know there's all this talk all this buzz about it you know it's so many lawyers involved you know, it's a big deal, you know, and then you bring him to Chelsea and you expect him to do wonders, you know, after all, I've paid this amount of money for him. It can affect the player's mentality. It can really, like, mess with him. So, personally speaking, I'll give that guy time. I know he's talented. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's worth the money. Of course. Are, but, like, I, I personally, you know how I feel about Chelsea now. I'm like, oh, I, I, yeah. I, you know, I mean, but, yeah, but personally, I'll give the guy, I'll give the lad some time. He's, he, he looks quite good. He's, he'll eventually come through, I'm sure. Well, for me, I don't think he's been particularly terrible. Um, this second match was quite tough. Yeah. For his, for his second match, you know. Um, also, we're forgetting the big Pulisic and Hakim Zayek are still not back. Yeah. For Chelsea, you know. I'm anticipating when everybody is fit for Chelsea. I feel I st- I'm still sure they're going to be a formidable force. They're just getting through some tough fixtures. They'll Let's move up. on to our first losers of the week. Which goes without saying, are Manchester United. <laughs> they lost at home three one to Crystal Palace. Solid performance from Zaha, 
and the lads. Uh, if I to what went wrong at Old Trafford? Um, I would just say the lads were not sharp. They were not. They were definitely not as sharp as the Crystal Palace guys. I think we are done tactically. We did, we had a lot of the ball and like we did not know what to do with the ball, man. That's that's been the story of like our lives for like I don't know most of the seasons like we've had in the past maybe two three years now. We just have the ball and like what do you do with the ball, man? Especially against the smaller teams, what do you do with the ball when you have the ball? How do you break down these guys? People that are ready to sit back and counter attack, you know, and. I I I don't know, man. I think it's just a tactical mishap because someone will say, okay, we need to get Sancho or we need to do this or we need to do that. But I don't think, like, man for man, I don't think Crystal Palace are a better team than Manchester United on, on any position on the pitch, really, except maybe, yeah, of course. Except maybe Zaha, who is who probably had some extra motivation. But apart from that, man, I don't. I, I, we should be beating Crystal Palace at home. Come on. Yes. It's quite so do you think it's, it's just quite, down yeah, to quite, poor coaching behind the scenes? Yeah, exactly. I, I would say it's it's down to it's down to poor coaching or like we did not approach the game with the right tactic. Hmm. Because like against the bigger teams, the teams that are going to actually hold the ball against United, we are going to be more successful, you know. So when hmm. we, when we allow to counter attack, when when we when we give you the ball, you know, but we can't you can't just give a team that doesn't even know how to hold the ball. You can't give them the ball; they will run at you. So. Yeah. Man, it's a it's a great area, man. I really don't know. I think it's too early to say, and I think maybe I mean, I mean, okay, we we haven't got into sports yet, but you can see that you can lose the first game and then bounce back in the second game and, and score five. Goals. Yes, of course. So that one is there as well. Yeah. So I would say give us a bit more time, even though I'm just disappointed. Personally, I don't feel Premier League did Manu any favors by making them start later. I feel. You know, if anything, it would be nice if they started on the first week. I mean, they're playing guys that played uh, on the first week. You know, those guys are bound to be sharper, match fit, you get. So, I think with time, they will get into the groove of yeah. the EPL games. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, that match, that's the first time Manu is um, not winning in, in six yeah, years. Yeah, we, we, always, we normally always win our opening game. <laughs> Uh, but on the positive side, though, Donny van der Beek scored on his debut. You know, that's that's nice. Yeah. So classy player. Yeah, um, I'm glad. I'm glad he scored. I, I'm glad he scored. We should move oh. on to Tottenham Hotspur, um, and their performance. I was not actually as convinced by everybody else that you know Tottenham are doing a maza, even though <laughs> they they did win their match away from home five two against Southampton. Hyungming Song got four of those five goals. Yes, Electric yes, performance FPL. from the lad. Yeah, yeah. You know the vibes. He's also in out there in my team uh, as well. I literally, <laughs> I literally used my wild card to take Hyungming Song out of my team. I don't know. How sad is that? I don't know who uses their wild card. Bruno who Fernandes. uses their wild card before the transfer window is even over? Guys, please don't follow Ifatu's uh, style. But back to I'm the game. Pass all of you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the game. Uh, Tottenham, I, I thought the first half was really close. And Southampton were probably the better side going into the first 45 minutes. And up until like the 40th minute, it was 1-0 to Southampton before Hyung Min Son came up with the equaliser right before the end of the first half. And yep. when they came out for the second half, I just don't get how everything collapsed in the Southampton back line. Basically, they, <laughs> they like pushed up way too high. Southampton pushed up so high 
And then Tottenham, every time they got the ball, Son was able to just run in behind the defence. And Harry Kane kept finding him every time. And every time Son was in front of the goal, bang, it's in the net. Like, it was a very classic Mourinho performance in that sense. Exactly. Classic Mourinho bounce back. But you know, that that thing only happens when the other team decides to push. So, like, you are the mercy of the other team for your tactics to work. You know, you just need the other team to push high up and just attack. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you, you, you know, such uh, tactics could, could possibly work. You know, I mean, we'll get but that into just it. That Southampton wanted more. You know, Southampton were 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 positive. They were confident, and they went for it. And obviously, they they considered five. But I mean, yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Southampton that considered nine last season against Leicester. Same yeah. same with, issue. Yeah, let's see what happens with Tottenham, especially now with the news that obviously Gareth Bale and Reginald are crossing the line. I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, I know you guys have some opinions on that, but let's uh, round up on the on the league, on the rest <laughs> of the league. Uh, City got a dub against Wolves. I thought that was a really tough match for City. Interesting game for the neutral. Um, yeah. Ultimately, they deserved it because they played like more of the football. They controlled the game, but Wolves, yep. boy, did they have some chances yep. to get a result? Boy, did they have some guilt-edged chances? so easily that could have gone another way but if you're Pep and a City fan I'd be happy with that victory elsewhere yes. Arsenal sort of struggled to beat West Ham 2-1 um, it wasn't a classic performance I think it reminded everybody that we're not going to win the league this season because you know last week I was trying a lot of shit let me just tell you guys the truth. Yeah. That um, West Ham game was just a reminder that Arsenal is really not on levels yet at all. But it was good to <laughs> see that even though they were definitely second best during the game, um, they were still able to grind out the result. Uh, I speak yeah. for all Arsenal fans when I say, please, God, give us one one of these two midfield signings, at least. Please. I, th- I don't think you guys will understand the elation and joy that will be in my body that I will feel if we can just get one or two of these signings across the line. Um, but we'll see how the transfer window shapes up. Fast and pray. Fast, fast and, and pray. pray. <laughs> fast and pray. All right. Uh, for a roundup of the rest, Leeds United had a really entertaining game against Fulham. Ended 4-3 to Leeds. Uh, Leicester defeated Burnley 4-2. And Brighton had a cheeky 3-0 away victory um, at Newcastle. So, yes, like we said. Oh, and also Aston Villa um, got a 1-0 victory at Sheffield United. Emmy Martinez made his debut, getting a clean sheet and saving a penalty on the debut. I mean, nuts. Nuts this place. Um, So, yeah, that's the Premier League roundup, winners and losers. It was a hell of a week. Um, Let's quickly touch on the other Farmers' Leagues. Um, start. I said other with S. Uh, it's not just La Liga now, but yeah, Toby, let's touch on La, La Liga. Um, not the most exciting weekend. Yeah. It wasn't exciting for us Blanco fans. Um, Rama going straight into the um, game of the weekend. It was actually a dud. 
nil-nil goalless draw versus Real Sociedad, you know. Um, Zidane starting Odegaard against his former team. You know, there were signs here and there, but the attack was just toothless, you know. Karma for for getting rid of Bill the way we did, I don't know. But um, I'm not too worried. Um, Real Sociedad away is a tough game that many teams actually lose. A goalless draw is not bad. It's just we couldn't get three points for our first match. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the major Fantastic. La Liga Such a riveting of... league, La Liga. Um, but I've got Funny. like I've got one for you guys, though. I think Barcelona are a dark horse to win the title. Yeah. I think well, dark horse is a word, yeah, because they're still Barcelona. But um, I think yeah. I think Madrid have more to worry about than than they realize because Coman is yeah, something. Um, <laughs> basically, basically, we do have a lot to worry about because we're trying to break a curse by winning this league. If we win the league this year, it'll be the first time in 32 years Real Madrid won the league back-to-back. Hmm. Yeah. We haven't won it back-to-back in over three decades. So, it's a jinx we've been trying to break for a while now. Tell Zidane. Hopefully, Zidane will be the one to succeed. It always seems like there's, a, there's something to... There's a, record, there's a record to be broken. Yeah, man. When you're so great, you I know, like his, you just need to do something. Okay. Records are dead to be broken. Yeah, you, you let me just tell you, you guys are favorites to win the league, Sha. Like the league is yours to lose. So I don't hear anything. Like if you guys come second, just know you messed it. Like you can see a Pjanic, De Jong, Coutinho midfield wreaking havoc with Messi, Griezmann, and Ansu Fati up front. I, I, I personally see it. Right, right. Obviously, obviously, you know the vibes now. I want Barcelona to win the league. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I really want Barcelona to shock everybody. <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to use the pressure because the pressure is like, I don't think guys realize how effective the pressure can be in such situations. You know, just mm. pressure of expectation yeah. of just expecting Madrid. Okay, Madrid, I mean, the, the league is not yours to, to lose. You know, you, I mean, exactly. Especially being Messi's most most likely being his last season. Then, yep. You know, you want him to go with his head high. Don't worry, Zidane will be there to stop that. Don't worry. What, I, I, what, I'm yeah. personally, like, I don't know if this is, is like a hot take or whatever, but personally, Zidane's Madrid bores me to death. Like I, I'm just not mm. a fan of post Ronaldo. Post Ronaldo with Ronaldo, Zidane's Madrid has just been a, a, a very boring. Ronaldo, Zidane's boring, Madrid yes, bored you man. to death. Like the football does not speak to me at all. It's quite. That's how the man it's feels. quite. It's quite dull. It's quite. It's quite. <laughs> quite a funny. dud. Quite a dud. Yeah. Way. Zidane's Madrid with Ronaldo was a team that out that went out to outscore any team they played, and which was what they did. So that's kind of surprising, especially with the last minute clutch goals. But post um, Ronaldo, I would I would agree with that fact that um, the team has been quite boring. They grind out results, tight results. It's been more defensive minded, you yep. know, being the best defense in Europe last season. Um, he, we've had to make that shift from offensive um, emphasis to defensive emphasis. But for you to say um, Zidane. Um, his team was born with Ronaldo. I don't agree with that. What well, is your take? Yeah, yeah I think personally, I don't agree with that. Either, sure. It's the style of yeah. football. Like, I'm not saying it was boring. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like, it, once he came in, that the style of football that he brought, I've not really been yeah. it's not the, too it's excited not the same about it. And I don't even think yeah, we should really be bringing up Ronaldo in Madrid anymore. It's been like two years now. I? But yep. I don't really remember. Yeah, it's been two years, but you said I don't really Zidane. remember Zidane, um, Zidane under Ronaldo anymore, to be honest. So I can't really, I can't Ronaldo really check myself Zidane. with those statements. It's just how I feel at the moment. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I feel, you know, you also being an Arsenal fan, you know, you know, you would love to see Tiki Taka dominating football. It's just not... I don't think it's only Arsenal fans that love to see that, but... No, yeah. Um, like, come on, man. Ramos is scoring almost like after them. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, what's happening? Like, what's attackers, happening? That's what happens. That's what happens when you have. That's what happens when you have a self-acclaimed legend that um, chose your team and can only score two goals in the league. You know, but we'll get to that. Uh, touching on the other leagues quickly, Bayern are still the best. Is this guy's pretty sure Yes, he is. He's throwing <laughs> shit at Bill. Touching on the other leagues quickly, Bayern are still the best team in Germany. They beat Schalke 8-0. Um, Sunday had a fantastic debut. Sunny, Sunny. Yeah, um, Nabry got a hat-trick, customary. If you haven't seen Lewandowski's assist for one of Bayern Munich's goals, please go check out the highlights. Like, these guys are balling out. Um, and Dortmund also beat Mönchengladbach, who are candidates for the title last season, 3-0 at home, comfortable victory. Dortmund are my personal second favourite team in Europe this season, just based on the youth that they have in the squad. Like, imagine if Bellingham, Sancho and Haaland can produce something in Europe this season. Like, that would be perfect. And then Sancho can just raise his um, value to like 120 mil, so United can definitely not afford him next season. That would just be ideal. I think everything else in Italy was as per Juve won, AC Milan won, Inter haven't played yet. Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo got his goal um, and Pedro's campaign is up and running. So guys, let's move on to transfer activity, baby. There's no other place to start than Gareth Bale joining Spurs again, no? What do you no, think? No. As a Madrid fan, Toby, um, <laughs> are you sad to see Bale go? I'm definitely not upset to see Bill go. I commend him, even though he went back on his word, you know, him and his agents for not, you know, Bill is too big to go on loan, blah, blah, blah. This, we're going to stay, we're going to take our money, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. He yes, showed honest, that he, he wants to play football. That. The agent actually said that, right? That Bill yep, he did no, Bill that. is the one that said that Madrid didn't want him to go. Josh now. Barnett said that. You either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. He lived long enough to become a villain in Madrid and he's soaring our bombs. And I'm glad he's gone. Man, Bill is a Madrid legend. That's what the facts say. Um, what are the facts? I'm just going to read. So basically, uh, Bill lived in Madrid. Uh, just one moment. 105 goals in 285 games. More goals than Fat Ronaldo. Yes. More assists than Luis Figo. And more Champions League than Raul Gonzalez. Bale is a Real Madrid great, not a legend. I God forbid that we'll give legendary status to somebody that has showed us. God forbid, but to somebody that has done what? Bale has done everything to meet the criteria of becoming a Real Madrid legend except fan approval. And that alone is stopping him from being a legend. You can look at it how you want to look at it. He's done what he can do. He, he has done, you know. Zidane himself said it. His history will not be erased from what he has done in this club. It cannot but be erased now. They're, they're facts. He cannot be erased. And uh-huh. for that very fact, we can never forget Wales Golf Madrid. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he didn't just... I, I don't think he just, like... He didn't just get there. You know, there was a series of events that um, led to, to Bill, you know, Upholding that, um, you know, that notice or whatever. 
the dude has more goals for the club than Ronaldo Nazario, more assists than Beckham, more goals than uh, more games than Figo, more trophies than Zidane, yeah, and more uh, Champions Leagues than Raul. And in combination with Regulon, who do you think is yeah. going to finish ahead, Tottenham or Everton? Huh. Hmm. I feel like Mourinho's bad vibes would ruin yes. Tottenham. Yeah, I actually need to go back on my word and like even bring Tottenham out of uh, out of fifth place and probably replace on them top Bill and Regulon. Yes, yep. yes, 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 yes. Because like like Toby said, Mourinho's bad vibes. Like you can't just count out. Uh, someone like Bill even has a big personality, so I even like I can even foresee um, Bill and Mourinho cra- uh, clashing in the dressing room just based off like their big egos and their big personalities and just. If Mourinho talks shit, yeah. Talk if, if 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 Mourinho tries to tell Bill that ah da, 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 you should have done, you should have done, you should have done, Bill is going to, you know, he's probably going to react at some point, and and you know, that's going to be a but problem. On the other hand, Mourinho is a, a fan of Bill. He tried to sign him before he got sacked at Real Madrid, yeah. and give the green lights to get him back. Well, he so has to if anything, Mourinho will be telling him. Will be psyching yeah. you. you know, like Zlatan, for example. Baba Nayu. You know, like Zlatan. Mourinho never had a problem with Zlatan, right? But Zlatan has a big ego, big personality, you understand? But you have to put him on your side. You know, you have to yes. you know, you can't just you can't tell tell him, you know, tell him off in public or to exactly. the team or anything like that. You can't do that. So Exactly. Yeah, it just depends on how Mourinho manages the situation really. But I I think they'll have a great relationship to be honest. Yeah, so um, yeah, if they have a if they have yeah. a great relationship and Bill really like finds his, his feet at at uh Spurs, then yeah. And stays fit. And stays fit, yes. That because re- apparently he's injured for two months. He joined them and he's injured for two months. That's that's dodgy. No, it's, it, yeah, it's a month. Okay, well, okay, a month. That's dodgy. He'll yeah. make his debut in November because it was late September he mm. got injured. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, fingers crossed, hope for the best. I guess. Speaking of, or well, we don't hope for the best, but do you think he's gonna? I, I want a quick yes or no. Is he gonna get above 15 goal involvements next this season? No. Involvement, involvements, no. I'll say yes, so I get you. Right. Bill, We're gonna Bill, find man. out, man. He's I Bill. can't even call it. I have to see with this one. We're gonna watch. Have to watch this space, but um, sticking with Tottenham, it looks like Deli Ali is, uh, or the rumors are yeah. out, of out of favor. Um, I, I think yes. him and Mourinho are just quite not able to make it work together. And right now, yeah. the big rumor is that PSG are trying to get him on loan because of all the sortiness that they have in that area at the moment with injuries and suspensions. Yeah. Do you think? It's time for Ali to part ways with Tottenham. And do you think PSG um, is the right move for him? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting question. I don't think well, I don't think living in England would be particularly great for Dele Ali. Um, I would like to see him go to another club in the Premier League. Maybe, I mean, maybe Manchester United. <laughs> Dream on. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, man. We need to learn how to stop coaching on these kinds of situations. No, Daniel yeah, Levy yeah. is really good at not selling to rivals like that. Opposition. Maybe not since yeah. Berbatov. Um, I feel like Dele Alli, his future in Tottenham resides on Mourinho's um, stay in Tottenham. So as long as Mourinho is there, he's not really going to have a good time. So I think the loan deal to PSG is a good move. 
you know, easier league with uh, much more quality. I feel it'd be a good move for him. He'll get some, his numbers up. He'll get his confidence back up. If Mourinho is not there next season, he can come back to Tottenham if he wants to, you know, depending on how well he does in PSG. I feel it's good. I think he'll become the new, he'll become the new Draxler. Like, he's not really going to play that much. Yeah, uh, it's just it's like is a very PSG style <laughs> signing to be fair in that regard. Like, yeah. you don't think he'll be like <laughs> he's not going to play that much, and he's not um he's not going to have any effect on PSG as a squad. Like, he doesn't change their Champions League chances. I don't think he necessarily improves the depth mm. that much. I'm Max. not like Max. I mean, for me, Dele Ali is one of them players that just has a lot to prove. Man, I can genuinely see. Him just you know stagnating from this point on in his career, like I can yeah. see because it's been like two three seasons where he's. Just... Is, it, is it is it possible that he has even declined? I'll say he's declined. It is from yeah, from that his peak score, season. He used to score almost twenty goals a season. Like, no, no, yeah. no 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 yeah. no. What he was doing was he was getting twenty goals in goal involvement. So he would score ten assist ten, um or score score nine assist eleven. But um, for like yeah. the past two seasons, he was trying. He was yeah, trying for the past two seasons, that's dropped to like five and five, ten total goal involvements max, maybe even less last season. So it's um, it's been tricky. Oh, uh, but I think last season he, he got a decent amount of goals, but it's been tough for Ali. And I just, even when he was playing for England a couple of years ago, I, I just felt like Ali had lost something, um, a spark. Um, that England has now replaced with like the lights of Mason Mount and all these things, you know. Mm. So I'm worried for him, but hopefully he can, you know, figure out. He'd be good. In 2016-2017, Dele Ali scored 18 Premier League goals. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Nuts. He was he was 19, 20 years old then. How old is he now? He's 24. Yeah, he still has some years ahead How? of him. Thoughts and prayers goes to Thoughts and prayers goes to the Fatus connection. Some other transfer news update for the Arsenal fans. Uh, Atletico Madrid are interested in signing Lucas Torreira. Yeah. Uh, but sticking to Italy, something interesting that happened with Suarez. Luis <laughs> Suarez, we thought he was going to be headed to Juventus. So much so that, you know, the reports yeah. where he was writing an exam to, you know, he was writing an exam for Italian citizenship. Um, but then that deal later fell through. But the story that's now developing is that Suarez was trying to use dubs, so he cheated in his yes, Italy <laughs> um, entrance exam. <laughs> Suarez <laughs> tried to use Mago Mago, and now the Italian authorities are investigating uh, reports that Suarez had the test answers or the test questions before he went in to do the test itself. Hi. So, the word of Italian. Who snitched? Kelenis, Kelenis agent snitched. Something must. Who snitched? It must be Kelenis. You know, forgive me. Tony's angle is always dodgy. Tony's angle is always dodgy. Oh, he your qualities. It's different, but it can, it, we can rock it now. It's not that bad. Yeah, we can rock it, man. Ipatu, this, this guy, I can hear. You, I can hear him, man. It's not that bad, bro. <laughs> Don't discourage the guy. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Midway sorry. through the conversation, this guy just stopped and said, fat. <laughs> no, no, uh, you be editing. No, nah, fuck you, man. I'm I'm not the edit lord. I'm tired. Okay, uh, sorry, well, sorry, don't sorry. kill me though at Chiellini blocking the 
What's a Kelini went to snitch? Yes, now Kelini na snitch. Oh, bro. Now, stranger things have happened, man. Because the whole thing is just so, bizarre. Like, what's going to happen now? As in, so because of that, um, you know, Coman doesn't want Suarez. It's looking like Suarez is on his way to Atletico Madrid, um, who have already um, done a deal for Morata to go to Juve. You know, so they're trying to use Suarez to replace yeah. him. Um, let's see how that. It's a goes. whole transfer merry-go-round of um, centre forwards, isn't it? So originally, yes, um, so. Juve wanted to sign Edin Dzeko from Roma, um, and Roma wanted to get Arcadius Milik from Napoli. Uh, and okay. then I think what happened is the Milik deal from Napoli to Roma has been stalling. So Juve turned their attention away from Dzeko because Roma was wasting their time. Juve have now sealed the deal for Morata to move back to Turin, which um, in what I would definitely say is the worst move of the transfer window so far. <laughs> I don't know what it, it takes for people to realize that Morata is that not guy the guy. That guy is so underwhelming. But... <laughs> He's not the guy. Yeah. What's wrong with these guys? Like, Yeah. Perlo, Perlo had a good time with Morata in June. Took him to that Champions League final. And Morata scored as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Morata, he he turns up sporadically, you know. That's a good thing for him where he can hide under the shadow of CR7's goals and Dybala's efforts. But just when they need that goal, yeah, he will be there. He always does it. Mm. Let's see if he can, if his good luck can continue. Because generally, I think he's a good luck career type of guy, man. Like to promoting, he has found his moment. Yeah, he's overrated. I'm oh like, he's man, overrated. bitterly overrated. He's a La Fabrica boy. Oh. He, that Madrid hype guy. Was, I remember one overrated. Chelsea fan was he would not shut up about Morata back in the day. Some news coming out of United. Uh, it looks like they're finally going to get that left back acquisition. Twenty-eight-year-old Alex Telesh from Porto. Earlier in the podcast, somebody actually put us onto him as one to look out for yeah. um, from the Portuguese league. And now it looks like he might be making his move to United. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, And to, to, I guess, round up my favourite transfer story of the week that just passed is um, Leipzig just signed Crystal Palace flop Alexander Soloth for £20 million. I just think it's really cool because last season, he only ever scored one goal for Crystal Palace. So last season, he was out on loan at Trabantspor. And he managed to get 24 goals. Um, that's the total amount of goals that Crystal Palace managed to get after he left as a club in total. Um, hmm. and <laughs> nuts. Uh, and yet they've let him go to Leipzig. And I'm very confident that Nagelsmann is going to get the best out of him. And we should look forward to seeing what he produces in the Bundesliga this season. So, final bit of random news is coming out of the La Liga. Uh, it's something interesting going on there, Toby, with Coman and Saint Etienne. I mean, Setien. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. So, Barca, the disarray continues. So, Setien is claiming that he hasn't been officially sacked. And as such, he's still the Barcelona manager. So, he's suing them to court. For four million euros, so, so, so that they, they can, can pay him what he's supposed exactly, to be paid as the manager. Exactly, 
Yeah, that's something <laughs> so, four million euros though. Shit. Exactly. So the implication of that is when Barcelona does resume, if the matter isn't settled in court next weekend, Barcelona match against um Villarreal, um Coman cannot be on the touchline because Setien is still the registered coach. That's interesting. So is that was actually going to happen? Somebody needs to lose their job. That's what. That that's exactly what's going to happen for, for if the matter shit. doesn't get sorted. Somebody needs the, to lose their job uh, because that's just like I, I can't. I can't. Oh my god! Plenty people. Speaking of somebody needs to lose their people. job, did you guys see what happened to Roma this weekend? No. Basically, in their opening game of the season, they beat Tellas Verona two-one or something like that, right? Um, but what has occurred since the, the match has been devoided and the result has been changed to 3-0 to Hellas Verona because Roma failed to register the correct players for the game. Essentially, <laughs> they, um, they registered one of their players, Diawara, the defensive midfielder, as an under-22 player within their squad when really he's over 22, he's 23. So he should have been registered oh. as under-23. Now, because of that mistake, um, the Serie A has punished Roma by stripping them of the result and yeah. giving the three points to Hellas Verona. Somebody goals. is getting fired. Yes, man. Like, somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's just... I don't know. I can't... That's just incompetence. Incompetence. Yeah, like, what's that? You had one job. Really. Yeah. A very simple one as well. The actual height of incompetence. Should the coach be worrying about uh, on that this team? Oh God, oh. bro! I like it was so bizarre come to see and, this happening in real life. Yeah, Baba, sweet job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> my heart goes out to Roma fans out there. Um, Samedo, thoughts and prayers. Samedo yeah. to, to Wolves from Barcelona. Yeah. Forgot to mention that. What's their thing? Some middle to Portuguese Wood. players. Uh, they, they have a super agent, George Mendes, who is really, really close okay. to. Um, he's really, really close to the Wolves hierarchy and the Wolves owners. You know, he's the one that okay. brought in Nuno Espirito de Santos. Yeah. And ever since they've been, they've had a Portuguese line. Yeah, it's a Portuguese um, guy. In the that guy's a super yeah. agent. Too. Yeah, he's a super like, agent. Even their, yeah. even their third kid is basically very similar to the Portuguese. <laughs> to the Portuguese national. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they sold Diego Jota and replaced him with another Portuguese player. Um, the Portuguese connection is strong and it's worked really, really well for um, Wolves. So I don't know yeah. why they'll stop. It looks like the latest player to come out of that factory is Daniel Podence. Guy, I was just going to say, man, because you called, you, you, you actually called, like, in an earlier episode. About, I called like, it, I called Podence. Yeah, watch out for Podence. He's going to get you points. And what did he ah, do? He, did. he man, got you man. points. That kid is, oh my God. he's lightning quick. I saw his mm-hmm. 21 card, and his acceleration <laughs> was, like, 93 or something like that. And I'm like, wow. wow. Like, how is he so quick? And he's, so, and he's young, and he's skillful. He yes. He's just seen uh, De Bruyne, and then... Cross the ball to to Yeminens on the platter to pop uh, Man City for the only goal that he scored uh, in the game uh, this game week. And yeah, the dude is just really talented, and I'm actually Cheeky. looking forward to putting him in my FPL team the, the minute I get the opportunity. He's only 5.5 billion as well, so <laughs> yep. he's, 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 he's a, a snap up. Yep. Is he a forward or a midfielder? He's a midfielder. Yeah, guys, I think that's the episode. A quick shout out to the La Liga women's team from Madrid. I know Twaby wanted to 
let us all know that the Madrid women are having their first competitive game and it's going to be against Barca. El Clasico um, Feminine. El Clasico Feminine. There was a mad result this weekend. You know, Bleacher has been featuring women. Is it Arsenal 9 0? Yeah. 